It's Saturday, so you know it's time for another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast, the IKP. You know what time it is. I'm about to give you guys my top 10 teams going into this week, my week two predictions. We got NBA Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. Uh, We're getting closer and closer to crowning an NBA champion. I cannot wait about that. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. I hope everybody out there is doing fine. Health-wise, let's stay healthy. Week 2 prediction. I can't wait. How y'all feeling this Saturday? Week two of the NFL season. NBA playoffs. I can't wait. Let's get into it. It's another Saturday episode. I love these Saturday episodes. I get pumped for them. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready for it. Before I dive into the topics we have today, I would like to shout out to all the first time listeners. I would like to shout out to all the DSPs that you guys are using to listen to this episode and this podcast. Greatly appreciate it. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, all of those, all of those DSPs that you guys use to, to access and listen to this podcast. Thank you guys and shout out to y'all. Shout out to everybody that's listening. We're about to get into it. So, you know, I, I'm gonna start off, I'm gonna start us off with some NFL football. And you guys know I love Russell Wilson. And finally, uh this past Sunday, this past Sunday, and I and I I made that I, first of all, let me let me let me first say, I must say, why would I pick the Atlanta Falcons over the Seahawks? What was I thinking? Why didn't nobody stop me? I was picking against Russell Wilson. But nevertheless, Pete Curl and the Seattle Seahawks finally took the chains off of Russell Wilson and they let him cook. Yeah, he only went 31, 30, he only went 31 for 35, you know, four touchdowns. Yeah, you know, Russell Wilson type things. Russell Wilson type things. He looked phenomenal. He looked great. And before the season started, I went on this other platform. I went on this other show, uh, the Malcolm and Ron show. Uh, shout out to those guys. Those guys are um, they're they're supporters of this ep- They're supporters of this uh, podcast. Uh, I w- I've been on theirs. We're gonna get them in soon. But I was I, I had did an episode on their podcast, and I gave them I gave them um, my top ten quarterbacks coming into this year. And my top and my my top ten is irrelevant. Um, at least the like the other seven are irrelevant. I want to point out the the top three. My top three was Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Lamar Jackson. Uh, I know it's only week one, but week one those guys look really good. They 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 and and you can like Aaron Rodgers had a great week one. I don't want to take nothing away from that because I know you Aaron Rodgers fanboys are gonna get mad at me, but. I, 
it's not. It, I'm not taking nothing away from A Rod. He look. He look. He absolutely look. He absolutely. He he, he look good. He actually look good. Um, I think that was the best Aaron Rodgers game I've seen in a while. So I must admit, he did look really good. But there are three quarterbacks that are just better than the rest of the pack, and it's Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson. With those three guys. They are electrifying every single week. Um, and I know what I'm getting. I know what I'm getting from, from all three of those guys. But if I was to start a team, if I was to really start a team, if I'm a GM and I'm picking, I'm picking first and I have first dibs on any quarterback in the league, you know who I'm taking? I'm taking Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has shown me the ability to overcome circumstances and uh, holes in their roster. No disrespect. This is no shot to Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson because they are really good and really young, and they're going to be really good for a very long time. But right now, the way how their rosters are constructed, they have a great supporting cast. I would probably argue they have the best supporting cast out of any quarterback in the league, which is fine. They're still great. It doesn't take any it doesn't take anything away from them. But my guy Russell Wilson overcomes issues every single year and it's just it's finally it's, it's I'm glad that Pete Curl has come around and he's he's starting to notice, I guess, that he has a superstar quarterback. Because when you let Russell Wilson cook, that is what he does. He had an 88 completion percentage in week one. Sure, it's against Atlanta. They're still an NFL team. So with Russell Wilson, I'm taking I'm picking Russell Wilson if I had to start a team. He is absolutely I I I I get all of the leadership intangibles. I get all the leadership qualities. Out of Russell Wilson. That is why I'm taking him. If, if, if I had to start a team, I'm taking Russell Wilson. He had, he, he's had bad offensive lines. He's had bad defensive lines. The, uh, you know, Seattle can't really rush the passer. Seattle can't protect the passer. He still overcomes it. Um, for years, he had mediocre weapons on the perimeter. Um, Doug Baldwin was undrafted. Will Disley... Will Disley didn't even play tight end in college. He was an offensive lineman. Russell Wilson makes guys around him better, and he takes them to the next level. I just had to get that off my chest before I even started. So, Russell Wilson, if there's any quarterback um, that I had first dibs on and I had to take uh, to start my franchise with, I'm taking Russell Wilson. Now, let's shift gears to... um, Let's shift gears to Baker Mayfield... Uh, and Joe Burrow in that game on Thursday night. And as you guys know, I'm really critical of Baker. Um, on Wednesday, on the, on the, on the previous episode on Wednesday, I talked about how the Browns needed to win that game against the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday, which they did. They couldn't have, the, the, the Browns couldn't, please, if the Browns would have lost on Thursday to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, that it 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 would have it would have been a problem. Uh not just not just with the 0-2 start, but with Baker's play, um, with the Browns dysfunction, it would have been crazy. It would have been hectic. 
But thank God. Let's just let's just let's just be happy. Cause I don't want any I don't want any Browns fans getting on me even after a win. Because once again, the Browns. Uh, this is the Browns team that I expected to see. Uh, run heavy, real run dominant. Uh, their running backs, both both running backs on Thursday night. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt had great nights. Baker, he did. Baker did. He wasn't asked to force and force a lot of throws down the field. He did have one throw in particular that I liked. Um, he threw. He uh, he had like a he had a big time touchdown pass to OBJ. Was a, it was a really good throw. Uh, probably Baker's best throw tonight. Um, and that's what that's that that is the recipe. Those are the those are the ingredients that's gonna that's that that the Browns need to win. That is the recipe for the Browns to win. That is the recipe. Run the football. Um, their defense, their pass defense has to get better. Um, but run the football, controlling time possession. Oh well, yeah, run the football. Run it heavy, run heavy, run heavy, and make Baker's job easier. Make those reads easier. But outside of that point, I want to talk about the quarterback situation with the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, he looked good. I must admit. Um, I don't think he's uh like I, I told you guys before the draft, I told you guys after the draft, I told you guys. Coming in and looking forward to the NFL season, I told you guys, I don't think Joe Burrow is an A prospect. I think he's more of a B prospect. He reminds me more of Tony Romo and Matt Ryan, B quarterbacks. Uh, He looks really good. Joe Burrow looks really good, given all of the circumstances. No preseason, limited practice due to COVID. Um, I, I, I get, he, he, he inherited the worst team in the league with a bad defense, a bad offensive line. He got some receivers on the outside and Joe Mixon is pretty good. Um, and Zach Taylor, we, 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 we don't know what he is as a coach yet. It's hard to judge. We don't know what he, we, we don't know what Zach Taylor is as a coach. But given all of those circumstances, all of those things that he has had to overcome in his first two starts as a rookie, as a quarterback in the professional football league, Joe Burrow looks good. On Thursday, on Thursday night, the Bengals asked him to throw 61 times. And yeah, he lost. But if I would if you were a, if you were just looking at the game randomly, and I ask you, even though Joe Burrow lost, and I ask you, hey, who is the best quarterback in this game, Baker Mayfield or Joe Burrow? You know, my eyes tell me, you know, my eyes tell me, my eyes tell me that Joe Burrow is, is, is he's, he's more talented than Baker. He's more talented than Baker, and he looks better than Baker. That's what my eyes tell me. I'm sorry. Even with the, the, like, these are all disadvantages for Joe Burrow. He doesn't have as good a roster. He doesn't have as good as a front seven as far as defensively. His offensive line is porous. He had no running gain. We don't know what he had in a coach. He got sacked 
three times, and he looked confident, and he was still five for five on fourth downs. He he doesn't have as much talent as Baker. He was asked to throw the ball 61 times, and he did not throw one interception. I'm not saying Joe Burrow is perfect, and I'm not saying he's the greatest quarterback ever, Oh, I'm not saying he's going to be an all-time great. But what I am saying is, looking at that game, even though Joe Burrow lost, and despite the loss, looking at that game, you know what my eyes tell me? My eyes tell me that Joe Burrow is a better talent than Baker Mayfield. And that is what I feared. That is what I feared with the Browns. Yes, Cleveland has a better roster. Yeah, they do. A lot of teams have better rosters than Cincinnati. That was my whole point before the season started. I was like, Joe Burrow's going to struggle because Cincinnati, their roster just is it's, it's not good. It, it's, their roster's not good. But on Thursday night, Joe Burrow, he controlled time of possessions. He had more first downs. He went five for five on fourth down. He had a 90 completion percent. He had a 90 passer rating. He was asked to throw 61 times. So the Cincinnati Bengals had no run game whatsoever. And he was shredding Cleveland's defense. And and, And throughout that game, there were certain points where it looked as if Cleveland was about to run away with the game. That's what it looked like. At certain points at the game, in certain points of that game, Cleveland had multiple chances to just blow out Cincinnati. It didn't happen. I think a big reason for that is because of Joe Burrow. He's an ultra competitor. He has a bright future in Cincinnati. Found their guy. Cincinnati's not going to win a lot of games this year because they just they're just not in that position. And they're and people in, in people in the office up Cincinnati they know that they know they're not going to win many games this year. They know they're not contending for a Super Bowl. They know they're not contending for a playoff spot. They're not going to win many games this year. But it is a good sign to know and to see that Cincinnati does have their guy. And now, Baker Mayfield, he looks, Baker Mayfield looks like the most, he looks like the fourth most talented quarterback in this division. Because, remember, remember, there's Ben Roethlisberger, there's Lamar Jackson, there's Joe Burrow, and there's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield looks like the fourth most talented quarterback in his division. And mind you, Baker has better talent. Baker was at home. Look at all these advantages that Baker had. Baker had better talent with a better coaching staff, with a better roster. He was at home. He had a great run game. He was fully protected and he looked confident. And I'm not, and this is no hit on Baker. Baker looked really good on Thursday night. But looking at the eye test, if I was just doing the eye test, Joe Burrow looks better. He just looks better than Baker Mayfield. He looks more talented than Baker Mayfield. 
Because I, I look at it like this. It, this, this is my example that I use. It's good, you know, when everything is free, you know, it's, any quarterback looks good when they're protected, when their run game is go- when their run game is decent, when they have good run- when they have good talent around them. But I get to see the real how re- I-, I get I get to see how really good you are when your O line is not as good, your defense can't really stop anybody, the talent around on your roster just isn't great. That is an eyebrow raiser for me when I look at Joe Burrow, and that is why I like Russell Wilson so much. Russell Wilson overcomes, like, like people think Seattle defense is good. It's, they added Jamal Adams, sure. But last year, Seattle's defense gave up 400 yards per game last year. Seattle's defense was ranked 26 last year. But you guys, you guys continue to tell me that Seattle's defense is good. Okay. Their offensive line has been below average for years. Seattle's offensive line has been below average for years. And that is why I favor Russell Wilson. If I had to start, if I was starting a team, if I was starting a franchise, give me Russell Wilson. Give me Russell Wilson. I love Mahomes. I love Lamar. And you guys know that I both I love Lamar and Mahomes. But as a football player, as a football mind that Russell Wilson is, give me that plus with his leadership qualities and he's able to overcome liabilities. And that is why Joe Burrow, just on Thursday, just on Thursday, he looks better. He looks better than, he looks better than Baker. He looks more talented. He's athletic. He's able to get out the pocket. He moves smoothly. He throws a nice ball on the run. Just being honest. Just being honest. I'm going to give you guys my top 10 teams going into week two. Okay, so as mentioned, top 10 teams, we do this on a weekly basis. If you uh, if you were a regular listener of the podcast last year during the football season, you know that we do this every single week. Um, even last week. If you listened last week, we did this last week. So, top 10 teams, let's get it started. Let's start the music. Okay, okay. So, at 10, I got the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this team has too many wide receiver issues. They got a lot of they got a lot of guys that's hurt. Now, D Ford is on the injury list and Richard Sherman. So, they're missing guys on defense. Their offense isn't as productive, especially their receivers. Last week in week one against the Arizona Cardinals, the 49ers had 40 receiving yards from actual receivers. Jimmy Garoppolo only completed four passes to receivers. I, I have my question marks about the San Francisco 49ers, um, and it's starting to worry me a bit. Jimmy Garoppolo and the Kyle Shanahan relationship is shaky. Hopefully they can bounce back this week versus the Jets, but I got the 49ers at 10. Um, at 9... The Rams. I love Sean McVay. Innovative mind. Sean McVay officially gets, he gets his genius card back. Because last year, people were taking away Sean McVay's genius card. Sean McVay's genius card is renewed. 
This Rams team have so many receivers and playmakers on the outside, it makes no sense. And I think some of these guys are, are underrated as hell. Jared Goff, Sean McVay, unlike Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan, Jared Goff and Sean McVay, Sean McVay relationship is pretty, it's pretty good. Um, so I got the Rams at nine. I love their receiving core. Defense mediocre, but I got, I got the Rams at nine. Uh, at eight, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am not worried about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot has been said. A lot has happened. Look at this. Okay. The Buccaneers, they play arguably the best team in the NFC. The Saints are probably going to make the Super Bowl this year. The Saints are Super Bowl contenders and NFC favorites. There is no shame in the Tampa in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing to the Saints. Plus, they lost by 11. I think Tampa Bay will have a bounce back week this week. Give Brady, let's give Brady and Bruce Arians some time. I told you guys, it's going to take time to, to, to get used to a new system, new, new culture, new receivers. It's going to take some time. I still got faith for the Bucks. Bucks at eight. Buccaneers at eight. Um, at seven, the Buffalo Bills. I think this is a great coaching story. I love Sean McDermott as a coach. Great defensive mind. He does have some injuries on the defense. The defense is getting a bit older, but Josh Allen hopefully can take the next step um, into his development. He's he, like I said, Josh Allen. He's raw as hell. He is raw. But if they can tweak, if they can get those little tweaks out, they keep coaching him up. I think he can get better. Um, receiving core has gotten better, so I got the Bills at seven, at six. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I'm not going to lie. I had my questions about the Pittsburgh Steelers. But they have a top five defense. Let's just get that out the way. The Steelers have a top five defense, if not the best defense in football. Uh, one of the best front sevens in football. A really young secondary that I like. I think this Pittsburgh Steeler team could do a lot of big things. I think their ceiling is higher than the Buffalo Bills because Ben Roethlisberger, he looks healthy. That was my only question mark. My only question mark about the Steelers was, is Ben, is ben Roethlisberger healthy? But he's healthy, and he looks healthy. I got Pittsburgh at six. Um, at five, the Packers. Uh, I'm not so high on the Vikings. Like, the Vikings secondary is second is, is questionable, but Aaron Rodgers had a great week. Devontae Adams had a great week. They had some great weeks. Um, I like this Packer team. Like I said, I think this Packer team, their defense has gotten better. I don't think that gets enough talk. Uh, I don't get. I don't think people talk about that enough. But I got the Packers at five. Are they a Super Bowl team? Uh, I don't know. I'm. A, I gotta wait and see. Uh, at four. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks. Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. Say it with me. Let Russ cook. Let Russell Wilson be Russell Wilson. He's a superstar. He's hard to stop. Pete Curl has finally taken the training wheels off of this Seattle Seahawks offense. It's about time. Let Russell Wilson cook. And I must admit, 
I don't love Seattle's defensive line or their offensive line, but they're, I mean, they, I love their physicality on defense. Jamal Adams, he brings a different swagger to that defense. Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams, they were just, they were just hitting people last week. I love to see it, um, love the energy, and I love the physicality that the Seahawks defense play with. Um, at three, the Saints. I don't think the I don't think the Saints are highly explosive offensively. Um, I, that you know they have a lot. They have some playmakers, even though Michael Thomas is hurt. But this team is really good. It's a really well balanced team, offense and defense. Good secondary can rush the passer. I like what this team could do. They're definitely a Super Bowl team and probably the best team in the NFC as we speak. Um, at two, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs at two. Like, this is, like, they're, they're currently on a 10-game win streak, including the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes, he looks, he, he looks more efficient than ever. He went from gunslinger to being efficient. That is scary. That, as I mentioned last week, he is he's thinking out the game. He's thinking out the game. He's starting to read different coverages and defenses. It's starting to get a little scary. The NFL should be scared of that. Um, I do think they lack depth. I do worry about the Chiefs' depth because they're paying a lot of guys. But I still like this Chiefs team. I still think they are a bona fide Super Bowl contender. Love it. Um, at one, at one, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Nothing has changed. I have the Baltimore Ravens at one. You know, when I look at this Ravens team, they blew out, they blew out Cleveland, and everybody got hype about Cleveland. You know, people, you know, criticizing Cleveland, and rightfully so. But this Ravens team would do that to a lot of to a lot of teams. The, this Ra- this Ravens football team would make a lot of teams look foolish and stupid. They, I mean, this is you can't put a better team together than this. You can it doesn't get it, it doesn't get any better than this. In a salary cap league, especially a hard salary cap league, this Ravens team is well constructed. Um, it's constructed damn near perfectly, if you ask me. It's constructed perfectly. Their front seven got better. Secondary is really good. Lamar is, he looked better than ever. Fantastic. They got some young guys, some young rookies, Patrick Queen, J.K. Dobbins. This is a great all-around team. I love it. I love, I, I, I love this team. I, I mean, Ravens at number one. Um, you can cut the music now. Um, like I said, my top four teams, I, I consider my top four teams legit Super Bowl contenders. Uh, I look at the Saints, uh, I look at the Seahawks, Chiefs, Ravens. For right now, early on in the season, um, those are my four, those are my four, like, teams that look legit. Those are my four teams that are just legit Super Bowl contenders. Uh, I don't I don't I don't necessarily have to question what I'm gonna get from these teams. Um now, early, now later on down throughout the season, 
I do create my Super Bowl bubble. So I have teams that's inside of my Super Bowl bubble, and I have teams outside of my Super Bowl bubble. So it will be interesting to see how this, you know, how, you know, how this list continues to get better and better and better. But as the season goes on, but I consider my, my, my top four teams Super Bowl teams. Uh, like, and, and that's what I said about the Packers. I got the Packers at five because I don't know. I just don't know about the Packers, uh, like, that second option. Who is Aaron Rodgers' second option? I, I, I'm, I really want to see that. So that's why I'm holding off on the Packers as being as a, like, a legit Super Bowl team. I think they're a playoff team, obviously. But a legit Super Bowl team, Super Bowl team I don't know. Uh, and the Steelers, I know, I know, I know, I know, Steel, I know the Steel Curtain. They were mad at me last week because I didn't have the Steelers in my top ten. You guys, Steeler Nation, I hope you guys are uh, are much more satisfied. You guys are within the top six. The Steelers weren't e- the Steelers wasn't even in my top ten last week. They made my way into the top six. Their defense is rough and rugged. It reminds me of those uh, of those other of those Stiller teams that I grew up watching with Troy Palomalo and uh, and, and, um, and James Harrison and it, like all those all those guys Ryan Clark. It reminds me of those Stiller defenses. It's taking me back. But I had my questions about Ben Roethlisberger and his health. But he looks healthy. Uh, Juju played well, so that's why the Stillers are at six. But I like this top ten list. I, I I really do like this top 10 list. I really do. I think this is a great top 10 list. I'm going to transition to uh, the Nuggets and the Lakers game one. I'm going to tell you what I think about that. It looked really compelling, and I already kind of guessed it, but Lakers-Nuggets game one. Just watching game one of the Lakers and Nuggets Western Conference Finals, okay? Coming into the series... I knew that the Lakers, it, it was not going to be the same story as if the, with the Clippers because the Lakers have actual bigs that can, that, that, that can guard or that can stay in front of Jokic, that can contain Nikola Jokic. And actually, if you look at these, and, I, I, and when, we, when we're talking about playoff matchups and, and, you know, in these playoff series, I particularly don't like to go back and look at the regular season because I, I look at the postseason as a totally different, like a totally different animal. But Nikola Jokic throughout the regular season playing the Lakers four times, he did struggle against Anthony Davis. And unlike the Clippers, the Lakers have size. Um, and, and, and Zubats with the Clippers, like Zubats just wasn't going to get it done because Zubats can't, he can't defend the pick and roll. It's a little bit. It's it's difficult. Uh, Montrez Harrell was too small. Marquise Marcus Morris was too small. Kawhi Leonard was too small. The Lakers have three to four guys, maybe even five guys, they can throw at Nikola Jokic. And the three guys that that you're gonna probably see uh, on, on Jokic the most is AD, Javale McGee, and Dwight Howard. And in the previous series, in that Rockets and Lakers series, JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard didn't play much, especially Dwight Howard. Didn't play much at all uh, due to the matchup situations. So I, I always say, 
these these playoff series is it's all about matchups. And with the Nuggets, yes, the Nuggets have made a tri- they have made they have had a great playoff run, a very historic playoff run. But uh, this matchup between the Lakers, who have three athletic bigs and with length, like they have three athletic bigs with great length, and with Jokic not being the most athletic, uh, and, you know, with him not being the most athletic guy, it's going to be difficult because he struggles against against length. Um, and he didn't have a bad night, but you can tell he was out of it. Uh, he, he had 21 points. He shot eight for 14. Uh, you could just tell he wasn't, he was out of it in the, in the Nuggets as a whole, as a whole group, as a team, they were out of the Lakers shot better. The Lakers had more three pointers. Uh, excuse me. The Lakers had gotten to the free throw line more. The Lakers, the, the rebound total was even, but the Lakers had more assists, more steals, more blocks, Less turnovers, more more fast break points. That's it, it, the, like the Lakers. Their largest lead was twenty seven. So like the Lakers, they dominated this game. Um, the first quarter was pretty close. Uh, it was high scoring. Neither defense could 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 get a stop. But the Lakers were continued to score. Um, and their defense got better as the game went on. So I do think this 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 series. It can go, it can go five games. I think this series could very very well go five games. I think I had the Lakers in six games, but given the matchups, uh, especially with the bigs, I think the big the like with the matchups between Nikola Jokic versus AD, JaVale McGee, and Dwight Howard, the guys that the Lakers can throw. And the bodies that the Lakers can throw at Nikola Jokic, I think, is a great separator. And it's a huge disadvantage for the Nuggets. And speaking of disadvantages and advantages, what advantage does do the the Nuggets have? What what, what advantage do they have in this series? And and like I said, I don't want to make it seem like I'm coming off as the Lakers are just going to blow, like they're just going to, just power past the Nuggets, but looking at each team, what what advantage do the Nuggets have? Um, is is it bench production? I, I I don't think so. I don't know because when you have Rondo and Kyle Kuzma and Dwight Howard, when you have those three coming off the bench along with Alex Caruso and guys like Markeith Morris, do the Nuggets really have the advantage on the bench? I don't know. I, I would probably argue no. They don't have an advantage as far as bench players. I, I, I just don't think so. Um, and I think, speaking of that, I think that that's 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 an area where the, where the Nuggets have to take advantage. I think guys like Michael Porter Jr., who struggled early on um, in that game last night, I think they have to take it. They, they have to score and take advantage and take up some of the weight because Jokic he's not gonna I don't Jokic is not gonna be as dominant as he was versus the versus the Lakers as he was against the Clippers he's not gonna be as dominant he's not gonna have as much impact because the Lakers can neutralize him and they did quite frankly last night they got him in foul trouble uh the length 
obviously affected him. And when 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 like the the one advantage that the the Nuggets may have something to point to is three point shooting. If the because the Lakers if the if the Nuggets can shoot the three ball really well in some of these games, that may provide an opportunity um for them to win to squeak out a couple games um in this series. Uh now that and that's overall what I see for this series. Uh I just I, like these matchups, certain matchups make these playoff series. Um like that like surprisingly that Nuggets and Clippers matchup that was a matchup favorable for Jokic. That was a matchup favorable for Jokic because of the lack of size, the lack of rim protection that the Clippers did not have, quite frankly. And even vice versa in this Lakers series. The Lakers are a like offensively, they are really one the, the, offensively, they're one of the best paint scoring teams in the league. LeBron and Anthony Davis live in the paint. And and and, and Denver doesn't have a rim protector. So like in somewhat in some ways it's a it's a bit ironic because now the Lakers are the bigger team and they're gonna take advantage of the of the of the Nuggets lack of rim protection in size. And you know, they, they you know these Lakers bigs, they're really good defensively. Uh they bring a lot of a- effort. Um uh, Dwight Howard, he comes he comes in very active. And I just think with Nikola Jokic, he's he's more finesse. He he doesn't rely on his athleticism. Uh, the length can distract him a little bit. So I think that's where that's a big advantage for the Lakers. That's a huge one, probably the biggest advantage for the Lakers in this entire series. Now I want to shift gears a little bit to the MVP because I saw that Giannis won his second back-to-back MVP, and let's just let's just give Giannis his props. Um, Giannis is one of three players to win MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, the only two, the only, uh, the only other two players to do so is Hakeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan. So, with the MVP, it, and I, I've always said, like the, for the last for for last few years, I've been I've been saying that the MVP award is it's it's highly flawed. It is highly flawed. It's a regular season award, and I think with some of these NBA writers, it's it's it, more well, most of them. I think it's narrative based. It's it's based on who has a great story. It's based on the narrative, um, and I think I think the league. I've been sensing this for a while now, but the league has LeBron fatigue. They do. They have LeBron fatigue. Um, as you guys know, I follow a lot of NBA writers. And throughout the season, I've told you guys that the NBA writers are in heavy favor of Giannis in terms of MVP talks. I told you guys that all year long. Now, on my perspective, with my opinion, I think LeBron is the MVP. I told you guys I think LeBron is he's dish, he's my he's my MVP. And I told you guys that I think he's still the best player in basketball. I told you guys that from the I, I've been telling. I've been religiously telling you guys that all year long. Um, so, and I've been telling you guys, hey, 
The NBA fighters, they favor Giannis. They think Giannis is the MVP, and it's most likely going to go to Giannis. So I was not surprised to hear the news, but I, uh, the social media went in a frenzy, um, and even LeBron had some words to say about it. And he makes a very great, he makes a very valid point, um, especially bringing up the Mark Gasol, the Mark Gasol example, where back in 2013, 2012. Uh, Marcus Saul was voted defensive player of the year, but he but the, but on the other hand, he made second team all defense. So they rewarded him with the with the defensive player of the year award, but he didn't make first team all defense. He made second team all defense. So it's it's a bit flawed. So I'm not surprised. Um, everybody have their own criteria of what the MVP award should look like and who it should, who it should be given to on a yearly basis. But you know, it, it is what it is. Um, in the and like I said, give props to Giannis and it, it take, it doesn't diminish Giannis. Uh, but I, LeBron, like, it's just, you, you guys know where I stand on this point. Um, so my week two predictions. I'm going to give you guys my week two predictions. I did pretty decent on my week one predictions last week. Um, I'm going to give you guys my win-loss total last week, but I I did pretty good. Not too bad. I could have done better. Uh, I made some bonehead mistakes. I I should have. I'm going to tell you guys. I'm going to give you guys my week two predictions next. So like I said, I'm going to give you guys my week two predictions. I know a lot of you guys are here ready for that. Um, so my week one win loss record was ten and six. Um, I went ten and six. Not like I said, not too bad, but I felt like I I could have done better. Like that Seahawks game, I could have like I could have I should have did better on that Seahawks game. Uh, that 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 Cardinal that Cardinals and Forty Nineers game, it it yeah that did it to me. That Panthers and Raiders game, the Panthers are supposed to win that game. They 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 went that I don't even want to talk about that. But the Panthers should have won that game. But nevertheless, week two predictions here they are. Let's start from the top. We do it from the top, from one o'clock games all the way to Monday night. Okay, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are seven and a half point favorites. Um, so Vegas really loves uh Tennessee, or uh, or not big fans of Jacksonville. I I can assume why. Um, the Tennessee Titans, I think they're going to win this game. I'm, I'm going to take the Titans. I, I don't, I don't particularly, like I said, I think the Titans offense, it's, 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 their ceiling is low. This, this offense has limitations, but defensively at home against a division foe who the Jacksonville Jaguars roster just, it's just, it's not good at all. I think I, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Titans, but be careful of the upset because the Jacksonville Jaguars, they, they kind of did that to me last week where I picked against them, but I'm going to take the Titans. The Titans are the better team. They should win this game. Uh, I can see Derrick Henry having a, a pretty big game. So I'm going to take the Titans to win 24 to 20. 24 to 20 Titans. Um, we have next the New York Giants versus the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. So this is a home game for the Bears. The Bears are... Five and a half point favorites. I, I, I'm going to take the points. Uh, the Bears should have lost last week. 
The Bears should have lost last week. I'm going to take the points. Um, the Giants, they look okay. I, I think Saquon's going to... I don't know. You know what? Scratch that. I usually don't do this, but I'm going to go with the Bears in a close one. This game go either way. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but five and a half point favorites. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to swallow the points. And I'm going to take Chicago. Um, I'm not huge on Trubisky, but the Giants' defense isn't great. So I'm going to take Chicago, even though Chicago should have lost that game last week. But I'm going to take them nevertheless. I'm going to take the Chicago Bears to win 27 to 22. 27 to 22, Chicago Bears. Um, Atlanta Falcons at the Dallas Cowboys at A&T. At A-N-T, A- at, damn. At AT&T Stadium. I'm, I'm, we're uh, tongue twisted. My bad, y'all. Um, so Cowboys versus Atlanta versus the Cowboys. The Cowboys are four and a half point favorites. This, this, this had the potential of being an upset. Atlanta could very well come in Dallas and upset them, but I'm going to take Dallas. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I don't particularly love, uh, neither defense. I think both defenses are questionable, but I'm going to take Dallas to win this game 34, 30, I can see this being a high-scoring game, a lot of yardage being put up, but I'm gonna take Dallas. This is a must-win for Dallas. It would be it would be heartbreaking if they start off 0-2. Um, the Denver Broncos versus the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field. Uh, Pittsburgh is seven-point favorites. I'm gonna take the points. I think Pittsburgh with a great defense. A great defense versus a great front seven. Uh, well, Pittsburgh, great defense and their front seven versus a young Broncos O-line with a young quarterback. Um, Cortland Sutton is still listed as questionable, so I don't know if he's going to play. The Steelers look really good. This is their home opener. The Steelers are usually really good at home, so I take the Steelers to win this game 28. I'm going to take the Steelers to win this game 28. Is 20 28 20 Steelers. Um, okay, this is an interesting game Minnesota Vikings versus the Indianapolis Colts. This is at Indianapolis. Indianapolis is three point favorites. This is interesting because both of these teams let me down last week. Uh, and I had and I had both of these teams winning their division, so they got off to the wrong step. I kind of, I kind of figure I, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Minnesota. I don't love their secondary. It's a lot of new parts in that secondary. Um, a lot of uh, some young guys, and it's it's a young secondary. But I think Indianapolis. This, uh, you know, going against Phillip Rivers, Mar- um, Marlon Mack, he tore his Achilles, so I think that's a big, I think that's a big loss. I'm gonna take the Vikings to win this game in a really close one, 27 to 24. Um, Carolina Panthers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers' first home game, and they are eight-point favorites. So, you know what this means. Tampa Bay, look at these, pay close attention to these type of games. Tampa Bay is a talented roster that had a tough loss against a really good team last week against in in the New Orleans Saints. I think Brady has a bounce-back week versus... A, a subpar defense in Carolina. 
Uh, and I think the Buccaneers will win. I'm going to take the Buccaneers 31 to 20, 31 to 20 versus the Carolina Panthers. Um, the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins. This this game is at Miami, and the Buffalo Bills are five and a half point favorites. This is a trap game. This is a trap game because I'm really high on both of these teams. I thought Miami, they didn't look as good as I thought they would last week under Brian Flores. But Buffalo has some injuries. I think this is going to be a hot and muggy game. I, I have the Dolphins. I'm going I'm to I'm pick the Dolphins to win this game in a close one, a very close game, 24-23. to 23. Plus, uh, Ryan Tannehill, he's had some great success. He's had some good success versus um, the Buffalo Bills in past years. Um, next game on the docket, 49ers versus the Jets. This game is at New York. The 49ers are touchdown favorites. They're seven-point favorites. I'm going to take the points and the 49ers. Um, the 49ers, they have, they have some injuries. I'm worried about this. I'm really, really worried about this team. And I think this is a game where the Jets, they could, the Jets could really potentially upset the 49ers. But I'm going to take the Niners um, because I, I, it would be very heartbreaking. They start off 0-2. I'm going to take the Niners. I think they squeak by. I think they do just enough to win this game, 26-20. to 20. Um, I'm going with the Niners. Uh, the, the, and plus with the Jets... They, the Jets, they have, they have a lot of injuries themselves. No Le'Veon Bell, no C.J. Mosley, no Jamison Crowder. Who, who in the hell Sam Donald's going to throw the ball to? I don't know. Um, so I, I, I got the 49ers. Um, another good game on the docket. The L.A. Rams visit the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Once again, pay, pay, pay close attention to these games. The Eagles are, are a, a, a very talented team. That got that that had a disappointing loss last week. Play play closely. Play close attention to this game. I got the Eagles winning this game, thirty to twenty four. Thirty to twenty four, Eagles. Um, Doug Peterson, he 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 coaches really well against Sean McVay. He's he's three and zero against Sean McVay. Um, so I'm gonna take the Eagles. I think Carson Wentz has a bounce back performance. Um, and you know, tough, this will be a tough game for the Rams on the road, Philadelphia at home, uh, Detroit at Green Bay at Lambeau, the Packers are six and a half point favorites. I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Packers. I don't love the, I don't love Detroit. Detroit hasn't had, um, great history up in, in winning against, uh, Green Bay at Lambeau. Like Detroit, they haven't. They just they have they, they have just struggled at Lambeau Field. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay and the Cheeseheads. Uh, I'm gonna take them to win this game. I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give it 27 to 21. I think it'll be pretty close though. Division game. Uh, Washington versus the Arizona Cardinals in the desert. Uh, Arizona, they're seven point favorites. Wow. Uh, so they're really high on, on on the Arizona Cardinals. I am too. I love Kyler Murray. I love what uh, DeAndre Hopkins brings. Washington is gonna. They're gonna. Kyler, now get this. Kyler Murray. He's been playing against some really good front sevens since he's entered the league. For instance, for example, 
He has played the 49ers three times in his career. All three times he has played well against the San Francisco 49ers defensive front. The 49ers have one of the best defensive fronts in football. The Washington football team, they have a great defensive line. I love what their defense did last week. Shouts out, big shout out to Ron Rivera and that whole coaching staff and that team. But I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals to win this game in the desert. Uh, this is a home opener for the Cardinals. I'm going to say 30, no, 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 27-17. 27-17, that's my final score. I don't think the Reds, I don't, oh, excuse me. I don't think the Washington football team will give up 30 points. Um, another good game, 4 o'clock game, Baltimore versus the Houston Texans. This game is at Houston. Baltimore are seven and a half point favorites. Um, I hope I just hope I just hope Deshaun Watson can keep it close. I mean, the last time these two teams played against each other, Baltimore just 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 beat the crap out of Houston. So hopefully Deshaun Watson can keep it close. But I'm I'm taking I'm taking Baltimore to win this game. I'm gonna take the Ravens to win this game. Uh 34 34-28. I'm going to take the Ravens to win this game. 34-28. I think Deshaun Watson will try to keep it close. Next game on the docket, Kansas City and, the, and Patrick Mahomes take their show to L.A. in the new stadium to play the Chargers. Uh, Kansas City, eight and a half point favorites. I don't love the Chargers offensively. They they could give some problems to the Chiefs um, on defense because they got some good, they got some good, they got some ballers on defense. I'm not going to lie to you. Excuse me. The Chargers do have ballers on defense, but I'm gonna take the Chiefs to win this game. I think the Chiefs gonna put up points. I'm gonna have them winning 31. Oh well, no, yes, 31 to 20. 31 to 20. I'm gonna take the Chiefs in this game. Uh, Sunday night football. This should be a good one. Uh, hopefully they get the play. New England. The New England Patriots versus the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are four point favorites. This game is interesting because. Both teams like to run the football. Uh, New England has a pretty good secondary. Uh, uh, with Seattle, they don't have a great D line, but I don't think I don't think Seattle is just gonna let Cam Newton and the Patriots run all over them. I'm gonna have Seattle winning this game uh, simply off the fact in Russell Wilson I trust. In Russell Wilson I trust. Let Russ let Russ cook. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Patriots to I'm gonna take the Seahawks to win this game. Excuse me. I'm gonna take the Seahawks to win this game 27, 27 to 20. 27 to 20. I'm taking the Seahawks to win this game. And then lastly, Monday night football, the New Orleans Saints versus the Las Vegas Raiders in their new stadium at their new home in Vegas. The Saints are five and a half point favorites. Uh Vegas, the Raiders can put up some points. They can, they can really put up some points, but they can't stop a soul. The Raiders can't stop a soul. And I, think, I don't think the Raiders are going to get enough stops versus the Saints. Um, even without Michael, Michael Thomas, I'm going to take the Saints to win this game 34-26. to 26. 34, no, excuse me. I had the wrong score. 34 to 24, Saints. I had the I had the Saints winning 34 to 24. I don't think the Raiders would I don't think the Raiders would be able to get enough stops. Those are my week two predictions. I feel good about them. I'm already one and zero in week two. I picked the Browns to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. They did that, so I'm already off to a one and zero start this week. 
Uh, hopefully we can get most of these right. Uh, I, I do expect some 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 um some upsets though. I do. You gotta gotta expect some upsets. So I pick a couple upsets. Um, that Bills and Miami Dolphins game should be interesting. Uh, that's gonna be interesting. And watch out for watch out for Rams, Eagles, Cowboys, Falcons, and uh, Arizona, and um, and Washington. That's gonna, those will be some good games. Of course, I'm gonna watch Baltimore, and Kansas City. And then Seattle Sunday night. So those are my week two predictions. You guys go bet on those. Go, you know, bet, go bet on. Go bet. Go bet some money on my predictions. I think you'll win big. So yeah, those are my week two predictions. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did making it. <laughs> um, these these last few episodes have been late. Uh, I I try to put these episodes out a bit earlier for you guys so you guys can listen to them and it, it's not so late. In the, in the afternoon, but thank you guys for continuing to tap in and tune in with me, uh, continue to support me, uh, I, I greatly appreciate it, uh, NBA playoffs, NBA finals, woo, we're getting closer, college football, of course, but I'm gonna let you guys go, I'm gonna let you guys go, excuse me, uh, week two of the NFL season, hopefully, hopefully these predictions pan out pretty well, uh, and always remember, two choices, one decision, and I am out. Deuces. See y'all. Bye.